Hi there. This is going to be a bonus episode of the podcast and a short one at that. I'm actually just in the car and thought I would record this. I just dropped off my nephews. Uh, I take them to the gym sometimes. We just worked out. They're 15 and 14 years old. And I don't, she don't recall how the idea of dating came up, but I just dropped a lot of stuff on them that I think would be relevant to anybody who has young male kids. Let's go with men in their teens. Young men in their teens, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Um, and or you, you influence young men. I'm not going to pretend to know a thing about women. That's would be a laughable thing for me to pretend. Uh, but I do know what it's like to be a teenage guy. I'm looking back on it now with a lot of clarity in my early 30s here. And I would really appreciate if you pass this on to some of those young men in regards to the pursuit of women. So here we go. Uh, I don't know what your parenting standards are. I am going to tell you what mine would be and what I just counseled my two nephews and for whom I get to play something of a dad role. Uh, I got to counsel totally against any kind of dating in those teenage years. I found this to be maybe like maybe the most devastating time in my emotional life. Now, granted, I've had a really easy life, but was what dating in the teen years was the was one of the worst things I ever did. And I have great parents, but even wondering why I wasn't shielded from it, why I wasn't just told no instead of actually given money and encouraged to. Because the bottom line is this: there is no dating relationship. Even the best, the best ones, the ones where. The participants do all the right things from a Christian perspective. They do all the right things. They don't do any of the things they're not supposed to do. Even in those scenarios, for a young person without a lot of emotional intelligence and emotional maturity, what you do in those scenarios is you give part of yourself away. You tell somebody something about you that you wouldn't otherwise tell. You you give away your uh, a vulnerability to be rejected. There's something you give away, and I'm sure this is some something like that's the case for young women. But again, I can't I can't speak to that. And inevitably, I mean, we're we're talking about the the amount of relationships that start in high school and then persist. I, I think I've seen a number on this, and it was around one percent. It basically never happens. And so every time we tell our teenagers go date or even allow it to what we are allowing is what I just said go give part of yourself away make yourself vulnerable to rejection for the the inevitable outcome of that thing ending and it really being a potentially devastating emotional thing for somebody I mean guys kids that have grown up in in decent home situations, they don't know what it feels like to be rejected. They don't know what it, 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 it's a, that's a hard feeling for a, for a kid, for a teenager to, to process. And so it's just, there just seems like no wisdom in it. So I would ask that, that second thing here. So the first one is I counseled them against dating at all in their teen years, uh, just because of the lack of emotional maturity. But then two, we have to ask them the question of what is dating for? Why do we do it? And the idea of just dating for fun, just going out with someone of the opposite sex just for the fun of it, I'm going to call it uh, unwise, uh, but also I wonder why on earth, why on earth would you do such a thing? The, at some level, dating ends up being practice for marriage. Now, if you're doing it right, and again, from the Christian standard, 
there's a whole bunch of privileges of marriage you're not taking part in. But it, the idea of dating should be toward marriage. If it's not towards marriage, what is it for? What are, you, what, what are we doing? It's, again, coming from a Christian perspective. And so what I know for a person who's 14, 15, 16, 17 dating, what is the outcome? What are we aiming for towards here? Your best long-term outcome is to move the date from Zaxby's to Chick-fil-A. Maybe you move it up to a Red Lobster. You're not even doing anything beyond that. Look, there is the the ending point is so unclear and it really doesn't exist that it just there's no reason to be doing it because marriage is supposed to move towards something permanent. And so, when when I what I told them was uh, about the nephews, well, the time you just start dating is when you have the realistic ability to measure a relationship for its. Uh, for its, uh, for the reality that it might actually become something permanent. And until you're in a place in your life where you can actually measure a relationship by that standard, stay away from the relationship for your own emotional good, but also for a woman's emotional good, not creating and stirring affections in her that you really can't actually fulfill. And so uh, that's the counsel I just gave them uh, and, and told them the truth. This is something I'd, I want to say to teenage guys, that gentlemen, there is very little I don't actually don't know of a hurt worse than the hurt a woman can cause you like it's deep it's real it's also overcomable um, so for this person who might be listening that you forward this to who's like really underneath that hurt it's totally overcomable I promise uh, and it's not just with time I mean it really can it can happen but why open yourself up to that there needs to be the reward needs to match the risk for every relationship with a woman there is a risk to it the reward needs to be this op- this possibility that it might lead to something that is permanent which leads to that final thing this is I'm not, this is not this last part's not directly from me and another person has said this i can't remember where i learned it but i, I so agree with it that when you're a guy like me mostly single uh, that i my moods, my effect, my emotions, they're never too low. Like I'm always a, like a five or six at the worst and they're never too high. I mean, I know I seem like a happy guy, but you know, I've, uh, they probably, I peak out at like an eight. Maybe I'm always between like a five and a seven. Just generally, okay. Generally happy. And what I have found when I talk to people is marriage changes the scale. That marriage is a thing where you really do know what zero feels like because of some of the arguments there are also just what it feels like to empathize with someone that you love when they're at their lowest you can feel that low but on the other side there's also no higher joy I've seen for a lot of people than the joy of marriage and so I didn't just tell those guys women will make you know women will hurt you and stay away I didn't do that but I did warn them there is risk there but man there's also joy there and so there's, there's risk needs to be measured against each other and that the back part of that that speech was marriage will be able to uh, get to a place where you know what zero feels like and you know what 10 feels like and then you have kids and then the scales get blown off and there is no low lower than seeing your child hurt or seeing your child suffer and there is no high higher than seeing your child thrive and the the thrill that comes with seeing them doing well Uh, and uh, as someone who's kind of played a father role I, i can attest to that there is nothing worse no hurt I have felt. Uh, no woman has ever caused the hurt that it hurts when one of your one of your boys, one of your one of your kids is hurt, uh, and there is no better joy than seeing them happy. Anyway, that's it.
I, I just had a conversation with two young men that made me think, I, I have some perspective on this, and I have so so little perspective in life. I've, I've experienced a lot of cool stuff, but maybe not some of the life things a lot of others have experienced. But I have experienced teenage dating, and it was the, one of the dumbest things. I, I, I genuinely can't believe I was allowed to do it. It caused so much wreckage. And so there's just a counsel there to young men uh, that also, yeah, last that's it. I also told them, uh, you're going to, I told those guys, you're going to have a crush. Like there's going to be, like if they're 14 and 15, there is going to be a girl that gets your attention and gets your affection. And it's going to hurt. It's not going to feel good to tamp down those emotions and affections and not pursue her. Like that's going to, that's not going to be comfortable, but... What's worse is trying to, because uh, to, to, that's a good, it's a good instinct. It's a good instinct for a man to pursue a woman. It's a good instinct to give affection and attention. These are good instincts. But when you can't fulfill that, and again, at the teenage years, the chances that you try to fulfill it and then you fail and it falls apart, that's a way worse feeling. It's way better to have the, I mean, I wish I could, but I know it's unwise. That that longing is a it can hurt, man. It, it doesn't hurt nearly as much as going about it and then causing yourself some wreckage when losing it. And so, for you teenage guys out there, just do something else with your time. Uh, and one of the things you should be doing with your time is ma- making yourself a man that can go and pursue it. That you're working hard. That you are doing the schoolwork, you are doing the actual work work, you're ready to get a job, that you are creating a work ethic, that you take seriously all the tasks set before you. Again, a Christian perspective on this show that you are pursuing becoming a man who leads from a Christian perspective so that when that longing presents itself, that you're prepared, that you're qualified to go after a woman and pursue her heart. Okay, I gotta stop. But anyway, that's uh, that's what I just conversation I just had with two teenage boys. If you want more content like that, I would highly appreciate it if you subscribe to my show. You can subscribe to it on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Anchor. You can subscribe to it on SoundCloud. Uh, you can at CoreyTruax.com. If you have Spotify, you can subscribe there. Just look for my name. It's Corey Truax. Just like Tigger from Winnie the Pooh, I am the only one. Uh, so subscribe there. You get more content all the time. Follow on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Look for me, Corey Truax. Thank you for listening. Until until next time, everybody, peace and love.